Hello and welcome back to Mining Stock Data with me, Paul Harris. Today we're talking about gold exploration and development in Africa. And I have great pleasure to be joined by Luke Alexander, President and CEO of Newcore Gold. Luke, good morning. Yeah, hi Paul, how are you doing? I'm very well, thank you. How are you? Yeah, I'm doing great, thanks. Now, you've been quite busy recently putting out some uh, some news releases, um, looking towards ahead to the future development of the uh, Enchi project, your Enchi project in Ghana. Um, this morning you put out a um, gold recovery of 91.9% um, from a, a bulk pilot plant heat bleach sample. Um, you recently commissioned the PEA, the Preliminary Economic Assessment for Enchi. Uh, and going back just a little bit further, uh, you appointed a VP project, Brendan Fraser. So uh, very much looks like you're gearing up to move Enchi towards a production decision eventually yeah absolutely so i mean we've got a uh, an updated uh, pea scheduled for the first half of next year and the results that we put out today from the pilot heap test uh is further kind of confirmation of how well the oxides and transitional material at our entry project leach so the results we put out 91.9 uh, percent that was from two 15-ton uh, composite samples. One of those was from Seum, which is our largest deposit. The other, um, the other was from our Boeing deposit. Uh, both, both of them leached for 60 days. Uh, very good recovery curves, which I'd encourage people to go have a look at our press release, and we've included those curves in there. Uh, and 91.9% further kind of confirms all of the work that we've done from a leaching perspective on our project to date. Uh, if you look at uh, the 14 column tests that we've put out and, uh, and run over the last few years uh, that were 60 days or longer, uh, you had an average gold recovery in those of over 92%. So again, we've now um, run some larger scale tests with the results that we put out today, which further confirms the results that we've um, released in the past from a column test perspective. So looking ahead at the, the PEA update, what, what's, what's the scope of that? What, what can we expect to see in terms of you know, annual production level, mine life, I know it's too early for the economics, but what are you sort of trying to put together there? Well, one of the advantages we have is is we obviously put out a uh, PEA in 2021, which outlined very robust economics. That project had about a 10-year mine life, 94,000 ounces of uh, average production, uh, after-tax NPV of 300 million at an 1850 gold price, 54% IRR. So very good economics. We then, um, earlier this year, in March of 2023, we put out an updated resource, which grew the overall size of the resource, but also importantly, uh, it moved about 740,000 ounces into the indicated category, as well as an additional 970,000 ounces in the inferred category. So we're obviously taking that larger resource and um, wrapping an updated PEA around that, which we'll get out in the first half of next year. So we're expecting a larger, more robust project, but also, and importantly, has been significantly uh, de-risked with obviously the additional drilling that we've done, the indicated ounces, but also, again, back to the um, met work that we've done over the last couple of years since that uh, previous PEA in 2021, 
we've significantly um, de-risked it. And today's announcement with these um, uh, pilot uh, heaps uh, obviously further validates the work that's been done to date. Now, you mentioned a moment ago, Luke, that, um, that, that this PEA update that's due sometime in the first half of next year. What will happen then? What will you be your next step once you've got this document? So at the moment, we're continuing to de-risk the project. So we're doing a lot of additional met work, which obviously is very important uh, in terms of uh, pushing the project forward. We're also in the process of completing an environmental and social baseline study, uh, which is one of the key things that, uh, that that's required for applying for a mining lease. We are in the process of looking at applying for a mining lease. We think it's something that we could get done uh, in 2024, which again is a real differentiator for uh, for Enchi project. The fact that it is in Ghana, which is a tier one jurisdiction to be operating in, which obviously has a government who's very well aligned to get projects uh, into construction. So we're continuing to de-risk um, the project on the back of releasing the PEA. We'll obviously look at what the um, economics look like and, uh, and we'll make a decision as to whether we push that to a PFS or an FS at, uh, at that stage. Okay, thank you, Luke. Now, um, all of this takes cash, of course. What, what's the company's current cash position? So we currently have about $5 million um, in the bank. So we're well funded to complete all of the work that I, uh, I just discussed. And I think, you know, that's one of the real advantages um, we've got is, is, you know, despite it being an extremely difficult market at the moment with lots of companies running out of cash, um, we do have cash. We've got very strong support from our deep pocketed institutional shareholders who recognize the district scale exploration that we've got at our project, the fundamental underpinning of value that there is, and are keen to see us to continue to move the project forward. And my view is that, you know, when we see the market return for the exploration development sector, we should be one of the first ones to re-rate as a result of all of the work that we've continued to do in um, what I would consider a bear market at the moment. How do you, what's your view on uh, investor appetite for Africa? Um, and I'm sort of phrasing this question, Luke, in the context of, I think a lot of people just group Africa in one lump, um, think it's homogenous and, you know, they either deal with it or they don't. Those people that look at Africa obviously dig deeper into each individual country. Um, West Africa's, you know, a bit of a movable feast, isn't it? You've you know, got political risk issues perhaps in Burkina Faso and Mali, but you've had uh, companies like Fortuna really knocking it out of the park with their Seguela development. What, what, what's the sort of feeling and the mood that you get? Yeah, so, I mean, Ghana obviously gets roped into um, West Africa because it is in West Africa. Um, you've mentioned a couple of countries where we've seen some, uh, you know, some issues over the last um, few years. But if you look at Ghana, I mean, it's had free and fair elections for uh, the past 30 plus years. And that's all been independently validated by different um, groups out there who monitor um, elections globally. Uh, from a security perspective, it's very safe. I mean, we never have any security. We're in country. So uh, good from that perspective. But one of the things, Paul, that we always kind of point investors to is, you know, look at who's operating in Ghana. 
you've currently got three of the top 10 largest gold producers. Uh, Newmont, Goldfield, Anglo Gold all have very significant operations in, um, in Ghana. Newmont, obviously the largest gold company on the planet. They're currently investing another billion dollars into, um, into Ghana. So I think that speaks for itself in terms of what a great jurisdiction it is to be operating in is, uh, you know, is the fact that you've got so many majors there. Um, for us at Nucor, we're probably, um, uh, our entry project is probably the second most advanced project in country. So we're extremely well positioned in a, uh, in a tier one jurisdiction from that perspective. And as you sort of move the project forward, um, do you think you have a sort of target on your back in terms of M&A? Um, while you may be perhaps a little bit too small for the likes of Newmont and Angler Gold Ashanti, um, you're perhaps riding the wheelhouse for companies like Fortuna, maybe even B2 Gold or Endeavor, Endeavor mining, other groups that are sort of that mid to or bigger groups that are active in West Africa. Yeah, I mean, if you look at M&A, I kind of put it into two buckets. You've got the, you know, the majors who are ultimately looking at 250,000 ounce plus um, projects that are going to run for, you know, 15 to, 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 to 25 years. So at that point, you're looking at, you know, 4 million ounce plus um, deposits. So we're below that today. Um, but there is uh, another whole group of um, uh, of companies out there who look at a project like ours and go 100,000 ounces of production um, uh, for a capex of $100 million that's going to produce a NPV of $300 million at an 1850 gold price. I mean, those are very attractive uh, metrics from an NPV to CapEx perspective. I mean, those are, those are great, um, uh, you know, great economics. And the other big benefit is, you know, despite having great economics, we've also got huge district scale exploration upside. If you look at, you know, the, the, the projects along trend from us, you've got Toronto 50 kilometers to the north. Uh, it's got a historical endowment of five and a half million ounces. Bibiani at six and a half. And then you've got Newmont's, uh, a half project, which is 20 million ounces. Um, and, uh, and is currently, uh, uh, having another billion dollars invested into it. So big deposits along trend from us. But what we've got today is a very buildable economic project which is obviously why we're updating the PEA and ticking a number of the boxes that are required to move it towards a, uh, a construction decision and, and ultimately production. What we, what we see from an M&A perspective, and if you look at a lot of the projects that have been uh, you know, bought in West Africa and around the world is as you move them towards a feasibility study, uh, they obviously you know, become further de-risked which then makes them more attractive for potential acquirers. So without a doubt, you know, that's something that um, could happen with, uh, with Nucor is as we continue to de-risk the project, someone comes along and, um, and says they want to build it on our behalf. And with gold passing through the 2000 US dollars per ounce again this morning, um, that higher gold price can perhaps hurt. If that becomes a floor, that would certainly help things. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, if you look at, you know, uh, infl inflation across the across the board, that's ultimately led to margin compression. So I think the incentive price has, has obviously gone up for people to 
look at building new projects and um, and two thousand dollar gold without a doubt will uh, will help from that perspective. When I look at our stock, um, you know, Nucor, we're trading at about eight dollars per ounce in the ground, less than 0.1 times the NPV uh, of the project, and at about fifty percent of the cash that's been invested into the project in the last um, three years. So. There's a real deep value opportunity for um, for investors, uh, you know, buying the stock today with, again, lots of catalysts in the future to help re-rate that um, uh, that share price. So it's something that we're uh, we're excited about. I mean, we're in the midst of tax loss selling right now, but I think as we start to move into December and towards the end of December, we'll start to see um, investors coming in and, and buying the other side of that tax loss selling trade. Well, let's hope so. And, and I look forward to hearing more about the PEA update later into the first half of next year. Newcore Gold trades on the TSXV under NCAU and on the OTCQX under NCAUF. Luke Alexander, President and CEO, thank you very much for joining us today. Yep, thanks a lot, Paul. And that's all for me. Stay tuned for more from Mining Stock Daily. The information presented should not be considered investment advice. Mining Stock Daily and its affiliates are not responsible for any loss arising from any investment decision in connection with the material presented herein. Please do your own research or speak with a licensed financial representative before making any investment decisions.